as if on eagle's wings, God carried his people out of slavery and into freedom. Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how God prepared his people to enter that freedom and receive the law. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and to get his people to the base of Mount Sinai, for them to be established as a holy, set-apart nation, God bore Israel as if on eagle's wings through the Exodus. And God says, because you saw my power and deliverance in Egypt, therefore obey this law. Exodus 19.4 says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Those are the words God gave Moses to present to the Israelites. And there is, there's so much packed in to these three verses. This is what God, he needed his people to know before he gave them the 10 commandments and the rest of the law. And it's a, a three part statement here. God says, first, remember, remember how I delivered you from Egypt. Therefore, obey me because I rescued you. And part three, trust me going forward. I love you. I'm going to make you a special nation. Just trust me. You know, almost every time that God talks about the law, he uses this formula. Remember the past, obey today, and trust him in the future. So let's look at, at that first part there. He says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. What did God do to the Egyptians. And that's kind of a hard verse to reconcile. I mean, the Egyptians faced plagues and boils and famine. Their firstborns were systematically killed. Their soldiers drowned in the sea. How can a loving God do that? And we look here in Exodus 19, and whether we understand it or not, God is not shy about taking responsibility. He says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. God is the one who chose to bring this judgment on them. Now, we know God didn't operate in a vacuum. He didn't point his scepter and strike down the nation of Egypt at random. The Egyptians' attitudes did invite all of this. Pharaoh made ungodly rulings for the kingdom, and the Egyptian citizens joined in his oppression and his murder of Hebrew children. So, they're all guilty. And so in a way, they did bring these disasters on themselves. But here in Exodus 19, verse 4, God takes ownership. The Egyptians didn't just bring judgment on themselves. God chose to judge them. God chose to punish them. He could have waited. You know, he sent 10 plagues as a warning, and he could have given them an 11th chance. He could have given them an 11th plague. But hear this clearly. God's grace, while it is infinite, will not be made available eternally. God chose that moment and he judged the Egyptians, just as he has chosen a moment already to judge us. It's not like we don't have any warning. The Egyptians had 10 warnings at least, and 
I guess they were holding out for the 11th. Waiting, holding out didn't work for them though. And it won't work for us. So God, he destroyed the Egyptians and he delivered the Israelites as if on eagles' wings. It's first a story of being on the right team, right? Having the right citizenship. Belonging to one team ends in boils and death and drowning. The other ends in freedom, which even then, that's what an eagle represented. And I, I circled the word bore here in my Bible. I think in other translations, this is the word carried. Um, but I like the New King James here. What does it mean that God bore them? It's like birth, right? Creation. God bore them, birthed this new nation. He led them to freedom and restoration. And then he goes on to describe that freedom. Because I delivered you from the Egyptians, destroyed them, freed you, therefore obey my voice and keep my covenant. Now, the order here is important, right? Did God free them because of their obedience? Did he destroy Egypt because of their disobedience? I mean, we can see the sin of the Egyptians. We can say that made them worthy of judgment. But what about the Israelites? Were they perfect? Absolutely not, right? God shows us through Moses that they are imperfect people. Moses, at the very least, is imperfect. So did God free the Israelites because of their obedience? And here's my answer. Kind of yes, but mostly no, right? Obedience, it played a huge role in the story of the Exodus. It was because of the obedience of the women, Shipra, Pua, Miriam, Jacobin. It's because of their obedience that the life of Moses was saved, giving him the chance to become the great leader God wanted him to be. It was because of the obedience of Moses and Aaron that they went to stand in front of the most powerful ruler of the day and tell them to let his people go. It's because of the obedience of all the Israelites, that they marked their doors with blood and, and their firstborns were spared and their homes were passed over. And it's on the other side of the coin. It's because of Pharaoh's and the Egyptians' blatant disobedience that they were judged. They were cruel, indulgent, proud, wicked, and stubborn people. Again, God's not working in a vacuum here, choosing people randomly. No, make no mistake, Human obedience and disobedience were both a part of the story of Exodus. But we also know that that black and white paradigm doesn't quite explain everything, right? I, I mean, if, if this is a story only about obedience, then why on earth was Moses leading Israel rather than maybe Aaron? Why did the proud Pharaoh get so many chances? No, God birthed the Israelites, bore them on eagles' wings, not just because of their obedience. And he destroyed Pharaoh not only because of his disobedience, but because the birth of Israel served an even greater purpose. It would point forward to an even greater freedom and exodus to come. So did God do all of this because of their obedience? Yes and no. No, because obedience wasn't the only reason God acted and he showed grace to lots of disobedience because he had even greater plans for the people involved. The hope of the world would come through the Israelites. But God was not oblivious. He led his chosen people to obedience and wanted them to remain obedient. So he says, that's 
the second part here, obey my voice and keep my covenant. And then the third part, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You know, Moses brings this to the Israelites and they're in complete agreement, right? Verse seven says that Moses came and called for uh, the elders of the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, behold, I came to you in thick cloud. The people may hear when I speak with you and will believe you forever. The people completely agreed and they responded in complete unity. Just like all the Egyptians were guilty of the sins of their nation, now all the Israelites are signing the contract of this new covenant. And that's the right response, right? And maybe maybe this is an example of good peer pressure, right? You, you don't want to be the one person in the group who doesn't agree to obey the commands of God. And many times in Exodus, we see the power of suggestion, the power of a group. Most of the time, this has negative effects where some people start grumbling or complaining or turning to idols, and then so many others follow their lead. It's really hard to stand against that momentum. But in this case, the peer pressure was good for them. And with this commitment, the people are ready. Moses goes back to God and God says, go to the people, consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. The third day comes, there's thunder, lightning, it all strikes the mountain. There's the sound of the trumpet, smoke descended and God appeared in fire. And Moses ascends the mountain again and he is going to receive the law of God. It's all a story of commitment right? The Egyptians were committed to their cruelty and their wickedness. And so after many warnings, God's limitless grace expired and he destroyed them for their sins. The Israelites have now made their own commitment. God says, I've chosen you, so follow me. And they all agree. I'm not sure they fully grasp the weight of the covenant they were entering yet, but most of all, this is a story of God's commitment. God promised to make Israel a holy special nation, a nation set apart to bring his blessings to the whole world. And he would do it from the peak of the mountain as he carved the law of God into stone. For today, that's where we will leave the Israelites. Next time, we're going to see Moses meet God and receive the Ten Commandments. But until that, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.